Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want, this is what I need, if you don't have to go, I can set you free. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It is a conversation with Michelle Broadbent, really centered around end of year reflections, but also looking up and looking forward to the new year and making sure that we are actually setting ourselves up for success with realistic, tangible, helpful systems and strategies to make sure that we are living our very best lives. So Michelle is a business strategist with a 20-year career as a trusted advisor to female founders across an array of industries, including media, marketing, fashion design, executive coaching, and training. Michelle is passionate about seeing women succeed and has supported countless women as they step up from solopreneur to CEO in their business. Michelle is known for smart, strategic solutions that build thriving businesses and provide women with the freedom to enjoy what matters most in business and also in life. Michelle's superpower is being able to cut through the overwhelm and overdrive of running a business, but also to be able to cut through the overwhelm and overdrive that is life sometimes, that is all of those tabs that we have opened. So whilst Michelle is a business strategist, she's so much more than that. She really sees women and understands She just understands. She gets us because she is one. She supported so many women and she knows what it takes to actually really thrive in life. And I so value her wisdom and her voice in this space. Michelle has shared her insights on stages, masterclasses, podcasts, and in print as well. She also has her own podcast, Your Business Boost, and is the productivity editor of Women Love Tech and the Carousel News Sites. So Michelle and I are chatting about ways that you can reflect on the year that was very timely um, and sometimes a little uncomfortable, but also how you can take those learnings and really channel them into your blessings and into growth and into making the changes that you want to make so that you really can live your very best life yet. I know that sometimes when we get to the end of the year, we're just feeling so uh, exhausted and so stretched and thinking of a resolution or reflecting on things can feel like a bit of a, a task or a bridge too far when you've got so many other tabs opened. But the way that Michelle explains the importance of looking back on your wins, whether those wins are in business 
uh, in parenting, in financial areas, in health, wherever they are, your wins, but also your losses, it really crystallizes how important it is to set a little bit of time aside for yourself to engage in these reflections and to think about setting yourself up, setting yourself up for next year. So let's get into my conversation with Michelle Broadbent. Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to have this conversation with me. Oh, thanks, Kylie. I was really, really looking forward to talking to you. And we've been chatting a little bit now before even pressing record. And there are so many things that you and I could chat about. Um, But for this episode specifically, we're going to focus on end of year reflections and also the importance of setting ourselves up for the new year. Yes, which I know is kind of your zone of genius. So perhaps given that we are at the end of the year, why is it important that we do look back before we begin looking towards our New Year's resolutions or our goals for the new year? Yeah, Kylie, this is something that I think a lot of people, you know, we are so kind of forward moving in so many things in our lives. It's always like, you know, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, complete the thing and move on to the the next thing. But what I see happen a lot with, you know, particularly the women that I work with is that they're so busy looking forward that they are almost like dragging all of their their baggage um, from one part of their life or one period of the year into the next um, and the next year or quarter or whatever it is that we're reflecting on. Um, and so often we forget what those things were. A, the things that we did really well. So we kind of, you know, we rush through, we forget to take that time out to actually celebrate success, but also to reflect on the things that didn't go so well and to just do, do a little bit of a forensic examination as to what happened there and why and then gather the learnings from that reflection to then take forward into the new year so that we are not making the same mistakes over and over and over again. But also if something's gone really well, it's like bottle that up and go, okay, how can we, you know, how can we amplify that um, in that next period? Yeah, I think looking, I was going to say looking at the data, which sounds very clinical, but looking back over your last 12-month period, um, it can be one of those things that you just forget to stop and do because all of the years kind of blur into one and it can kind of seem like, oh, I've lived through that once, I'll just keep moving forward. But you're so right. If we pause and reflect and actually look at what's happened for us, it is data, it is insight into the things we probably want less of and the things we probably want more of. But given that the years can kind of blur together, do you have like a go-to move for encouraging people to reflect on things? Like, So my go-to move is definitely frequency. So anyone that has been in my world for a long time, this is a process that we actually do every, like we do sort of lightly every month, but then every quarter we do like a deep reflection and there are a few questions that I will ask them because, you know, you talked about data and there is like, you know, business data, like there's metrics, like, you know, when people are, you know, 
reflecting on what went well in their business. They look at the numbers. They look at how much money they made or didn't make, Um, you know, how many people are on their email list, how many Instagram followers they've gained or whatever those kind of key metrics are in their business. And that's that's great. That's that that is important um, because that gives you, I guess, that sort of health check from it from a numbers point of view. But so much of our lives is, you know, it, it needs to be around like how things feel. Like what felt easy, what felt hard. Yes, I made you know two hundred thousand dollars last year, but. I worked my tail off and everything, you know, the rest of my life was compromised by me doing that. So it's it's having that that reflection um, and those kind of prompts that I that I work with people to make sure that they're they're looking at things other than just the data. It's like there's a feeling and and yeah, just sort of like you know, I call it like pressing on the bruise. It's like okay. So why did that, like, why, why, why? You know, we've heard, we hear the kids say that all the time, but why? And that's what I say. I'm like, but why, how, why did this happen? What do you think went, you know, right here or wrong? And then how can we shift things for next time? Yes. And pressing on the bruise is probably the perfect analogy because it can be really painful to reflect Mm. on things that perhaps you feel you didn't do to your full potential or perhaps didn't go the way that you'd hoped. But I guess, even for people, or especially for people who aren't in business, when it comes to reflecting on things, something that I rely on, Michelle, is to look back through my photos during that month. Because that, because I don't know whether this is like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this because the years do become blurry and it all bleeds from one month into another. But I forget like I forget yeah. what has happened this year versus last year versus the year before versus whatever month it was in. So I know that if I type in like Feb 2021 or 2022 and I look back at the photos, you know, yes. I might go, okay, for the month of Feb, I was screenshotting a lot of quotes. That kind of tells yes. me I was probably in a low place. <laughs> like what do those quotes say? Like screenshotting a lot of young Pablo and reposting. <laughs> That gives me insight because I forget. I'm so yes. like, as you said at the start of the conversation, I'm so like head up, look forward a lot of the time. Um, yep. I'm either looking forward or I'm looking so deep within that I'm just not in the present. But, yeah, <laughs> I forget what happens month to month. So then yep. it makes it hard to get that data and know, oh, you know, what were the highlights, what were the lowlights, what were the personal pain points, the business pain points. Yeah, it's so – I think the photos are a great thing. The other – thing too that I will always say to some like it's like show me who you are show me your diary show me what you did show me how you spent your time and that is essentially a, a reflection of where your priorities were and because often people will come to me and say um, you know I my highest values are freedom or my highest values are my health or my highest value is family or whatever and then you look at how they actually spent their time throughout the, the month or the quarter or the year and you're like, well, where, you know, where is where is the time for your health? Where is the time for your family? And, you know, when the, that calendar is just full of appointments that are all related to work and there's no downtime or there's no family time or that balance is really, you know, out of whack, um, that's that's a really like good way of kind of examining things and going, okay, 
what needs to change, what needs to change. Yes. And a really helpful activity that people can engage in is to keep that week long time log and be really honest with where they're spending their time. I remember Mm -hmm. first doing that with a business coach when I first was moving from in-home consults to the online space. You know, he said to me, right, for a week, write down every hour where you are, what you're doing. And it seems like such a cumbersome, annoying thing to do. But that insight was transformative for me to understand what it is that I'm actually doing because when you're in the doing mode, you are, you're just ticking, flicking, moving, da, 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 to actually understand, oh, okay, I spend this amount of hours at, the, at that time it was talking on Snapchat. I spend yeah. this amount of hours deep in parenting mode. I spend this amount of hours and it was so helpful to understand. But what you're saying is to even go a step further and to look at your time and your diary and then compare that with your values because if there's incongruency there, I imagine, you know, one of two things needs to happen there. You realize that incongruency is perhaps causing friction and making you feel like you're not living an aligned life or it's like a wake-up call and you go, huh, I really need to reshuffle and reassess what my values truly are. Yep. That's spot on. And, you know, most of the time it is actually the, the shuffle of, of the activity as opposed to changing their values because, you know, and, and I always like ask people, you know, who do you want to be at the end of next year? Like how do you want to feel about yourself? Because there's so much of this focus on the doing, the tasks, the stuff that that we should, you know, we should all over ourselves. But it's like if, you know, like if we just sort of dialed down all the noise and stopped paying attention to, you know, what everybody else is or what we think everyone else is doing, most of the time they're not actually doing that thing. Um, but, it, it, you know, and look at, in, look inside ourselves. Like what do you want? What? How do you want to feel next year? Um, and it's always a really good thing to do at the end of the year because, usually (laughs) by the end of the year, if things haven't been going so fantastically, you are this strung out mess and it's like, I don't want to be like this at the end of next year. So what are we going to do to change it? Yes, because it's one thing to say, I don't want to experience this. I don't want to be like Mm. this, but what's the other option? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's, that's where there is that reflection required because, you know, we are how we are is a result of of the you know the whole year's worth of stuff that we have been doing that has what has brought us to this point do you encourage the women that you work with specifically to reflect on different areas in their life like to sort of yeah. get a bit you know categorical and go through and go okay reflecting on my social reflecting yep. on my relationship like that specific mm-hmm. everything yeah because you know even though I like I you know I work with women who are who are building businesses but that is just not that's just like one aspect of them and everything affects everything else so how they are in business is is you know that that impacts how they are as a parent how they are as a partner how they are as a as a friend as as a part of their community as a as a daughter or supporter or whatever it is they all 
impact one another. And something, uh, you know, I feel like I say this every year, but I do feel like it's worse this year, is just the the massive impact that outside of work stuff has had on women who are building businesses. It's not just like, well, here's the five steps to success, follow that and you'll, you know, you'll be winning at life kind of thing. It's not like that because there's so many things that come into play that are not business related and a lot of them too are outside of people's control. Um, But particularly, you know, around health and relationships and that kind of thing, that stuff absolutely does have an impact on how you show up in all areas of your life. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, just yesterday I had someone send me a message on Instagram and ask how how can she become a better mum? She said, I feel really low and I wish you could come and look after my kids. And I said, first of all, you don't. Wow. <laughs> first of all, and back to what you said, like it's about what you think people are like. Like she's obviously mm. decided, oh, Kylie has some answers on parenting. I wish she could step in. I don't have all the answers. I ha- barely have any. But it made me sort of ponder on that direct message of how do you feel like you improve in parenting or in any area. And I think the first thing is to acknowledge when you feel like you don't, when you're not going so well, you know, Mm. it's like we all get things wrong with our kids. I've snapped at my boys. I've done things that I'm not proud of. And it's really uncomfortable to sit Mm. and feel that. But if you do sit and feel that and you recognize this isn't how I want to be, so what do I want to be like and how yeah. far is that bridge and what are the things that I need in place? Is it that I need to go and learn about different parenting techniques? And obviously parenting is just one example of this. Is it that I need more time for myself? Like what is what are those stepping stones that are going to be essential to get me from here to there? Yeah, and and I think, you know, to to the to the girl that wrote to you on Instagram, but also to anyone who is wanting to make changes or who recognize that there's like I think that first first step is the recognition is to acknowledge that there is a gap between perhaps you know who you who you are or how you're behaving right now compared to to who you want to be um the other thing is to is just to stop and go is you know are things really 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 bad or you know, am I having a bad day? Is it a bad five minutes? It's having that perspective. And, you know, because I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my kids are, my, my girls are older than, than your boys. So I've been parenting, you know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm older than you. Like it's just, I've been around the block a bit longer. It's like then your perspective, you know, it does broaden. So 
I look at things. I look back at the things that I used to worry about and fret about so, so much, you know, at every stage. And, you know, my girls are teenagers now and that's like a whole different ball game, right? And, yes, there are, you know, I I, I think it it never actually really truly stops but it's it's just different. And I think, you know, in terms of like if you are wanting to be better than before it's like making sure that it's like improvement on you and who you are like not comparing yourself to other people not you know because because that's just the show that you know the highlight reel right like you know you're that 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 lovely lady she only sees your beautiful what you show on insta what you talk about on the podcast she's not there living inside your house and even if she was she would, you know, your the boys' version of events is different to your version of events, which would be different to Brendan's version of it. Like it's, everyone feels things differently. <laughs> so I think it's like not being so hard on yourself, but going, okay, I want to make a shift, I want to make a change, and it's that incremental action. It's the tiny baby steps. You do not need to climb the whole mountain on the first of January. You know, it's a little bit like just chipping away at it because all those incremental actions are what's going to get you that that change and um and you know that consistency as well is just is is showing up the way that you want to be in a consistent manner over a period of time, but it doesn't happen overnight. Absolutely. And that reflection can be uncomfortable sometimes. But as you said, we also do need to engage our wise adult mind and zoom out because we might be ruminating or reflecting on something that we're not necessarily proud of. But while we're doing that, we're dismissing all of the things that we've done well. And I've spoken about this on social media and in podcasts, I'm sure, where you know, you get into bed at the end of the day, or perhaps you sit down at the end of the year, um, you know, in relation to this conversation today, but Mm -hmm. you begin chastising or going through the laundry list of all the things you didn't do well, you know, so speaking again with mums, just because it's a very easy inroad, but it's relatable Mm -hmm. to anyone. I think, you know, you get to the end of the day, you get to the end of the year and you find yourself getting stuck on the things you didn't do well. So it might be that one thing. It might be that one dismissive comment, that one conversation with your kids that you just weren't really there for, or you raised your voice, you snapped and you get into bed and you think, Oh, I'm so terrible. I did, 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 did. But then you're not thinking, well, actually I got up and I made breakfast and I got them out the door and I got them to school safely. And I returned the excursion note and I did all of these, you know, the 20 million other things that you do without really thinking about it. You don't spend nearly as much time ruminating on those. No. So how do you encourage people to reflect fairly? Yeah, so something that I love and encourage and, you know, anyone can do this is keeping a ta-da list. So this is every single, you can do this daily, you can do this weekly. I I think weekly is great because, again, we remember the great things. And these are your ta-das. These are the things that you have done well. It's like celebrating success. I talk about it a lot. I love to celebrate success. And it could just be... Just the little, it's it could be the most little insignificant thing. Like you said, I, you know, I managed to wash my hair and dry it today. Um, you know, I got outside for a walk, you know, particularly with new mums. I mean, God, just even getting dressed, um, you know, before 6 
p.m. can sometimes be a stretch. So it's keeping a track. You know, we talk about gratitude, you know, keeping a gratitude journal and all of that. Keep a track of your little wins because these are the things that boost you, that that make you, like you said, it's this focusing on the gains instead of the lack because that 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 little mindset shift that's going to set you up for more success it's like whatever we pay attention to that's what amplifies so if we pay attention to the lack and the stuff that went wrong and that you know the you know if that's all we focus on it's almost like you know it's like we we talk ourselves into more of that, please. Whereas if you focus on the great stuff, the tadas, the things that went right, then you're more likely to notice. And then it's like, oh, I'll put that on my tada list for today or this week. Yeah. And I guess that feeds into how we have that confirmation bias, that beta Meinhof thing that happens for us where it's like, if we focus on the bad stuff, then we see more of the bad stuff. So Mm -hmm. I love, love, love the idea of a ta-da list. That's great. I like the idea of also having like a family ta-da list, you know, on the fridge, what can we all add to it? How can we all contribute towards the sparkle of the family? Yeah, it's beautiful. And that comes back to to that perspective, Kylie. And this is, you know, because like I said, my girls are older and I'm sure you have these beautiful conversations with your boys, but um, it's, you know, the things that we absolutely beat ourselves up about, um, they, it, that you know, it's like what was the highlight of the day? You know, we can go around and be like this, you know, super parent and take them on these adventures and all of that sort of thing. It's like, oh, what was your favourite thing? Oh, you know, um, we sat on the, the lounge and watched a movie together or you came outside and kicked the ball with me or whatever. And um, I'm like, oh, is, is that it? Like is that all I need to actually do to make you happy? Um, so I think it is. It's that it's for perspective. It's like to hear from their point of view because so often we get inside our own heads, we beat ourselves up um, or we think we're mother of the year because we've, you know, baked 30 cupcakes and sent them to school and, you know, done all these amazing, dazzling things and they they don't really care. Like so it's it just it gives you that that perspective from their point of view. Yes. And I can only imagine the conversations that you do have with your kids as they get older. And I I know for sure parenting just changes so much. I said last night to Brendan in the kitchen because one of the boys is dealing with something quite big and then the other boy is dealing with something that's big for him as well. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Brendan and I said, it was so much easier when I could protect them from the world, like when yeah. I was their world, when, yeah. when you know, and I say that mm-hmm. uh, not to be dismissive because it was hard having two newborns, yeah. but yeah. in comparison to um, having input from the outside world and all of the things that they're facing just as little individuals, yeah. like those days of being absolutely sleep exhausted and pumping and feeding them three hourly, they were so hard, but it's a different yeah. kind of hard. So I can just it's imagine that hard. keeps evolving yeah. and evolving it out. Does. It absolutely does. It does. Now, once we have reflected and we have some learnings from our last year, how do we then take the learnings and use them to propel us forward into a better a better year for next year? Yeah, so um, this is the best bit because it is 
putting yourself in the driver's seat of your life, really, because I think for many of us, and particularly as women, our our, our lives can get very hijacked by other people's agenda. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always someone wanting a piece of us. And starting off with this, you know, the, the blank slate, so to speak, um, and taking what we have learned and actually going, you know, how, how am I going to implement this this year? What changes am I going to make? And I mentioned before about those baby steps, the incremental actions. And, you know, I'm all about setting big goals. I'm all, you know, I, I, I absolutely love that process. But the thing that actually turns that goal, those goals into reality is the action that you take. So it's, it's you know, I love doing that big helicopter view of the year ahead and going, okay, you know, the, you know, X, Y, and Z worked really well for me last year. I'm going to keep going with that, or I'm going to amplify that, or I'm going to, you know, um, you know, sort of shift some focus and and really, really put more time and effort into that, whatever it is. Um, but it is about mapping it out on your terms. So, for, with you being in that proactive role as opposed to you know, fitting yourself into the gaps like you're important and I think that's the thing that I want to really really sort of drive home here is that um, you know this is your life like this is your life to live and yes you might be you know a mom and and have all the other responsibilities that go around that but uh, this is an opportunity for you to not continue with those same patterns that that didn't serve you um, and and make a change. And we can do this at any time. You know, I do want to reiterate that it doesn't have to all, it doesn't have to be the 1st of January that you do this. You can do this at any point throughout the, you know, the week, the month, the year. Um, but it is just taking those those learnings and 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 taking that, just the first step. It's like, what's one thing that I could do today what's one thing that I could do this week what's one thing that I could do do this month and make it manageable for yourself this is not like you know this mass overhaul that needs to happen um every time you know the calendar ticks over to a new month or a new year yeah one of my favorite analogies and people will be listening going I know exactly what she's gonna say because she says it all the time but one of my favorite analogies or examples is from James Clear in his book about habits where he talks about you know if there are two aircraft side by side and you shift the nose of one aircraft just a couple of degrees that aircraft is going to land somewhere entirely different to the other one you know, originally yeah. they were on the same path and you just shift it ever so slightly. It's, in, you know, you can hardly even notice it, but you will end up somewhere different. So I love, love, love that. When it yeah. comes to making those choices and those actions and that one step forward, mm-hmm. I imagine that comes back to habits and yes. systems. And I know you're a yep. systems gal. I am. I love a system. <laughs> what are some systems that you employ that make your life a little more like align to your values and what you want more of? 
Yeah. Just to so, give you an example, because I think we can say systems and someone will go, oh, yes. I don't know. Ooh, I know it is. It's a very, it's a polarizing word, word and some people really freak out. Um, so something that I rely, I talked, uh, mentioned a little bit earlier about like reflecting back on people's diaries and their calendars and how they spent their time. So again, coming from that pro- proactive place, I set up my calendar to work for me in like a winning week kind of style. So I look at all of the areas of my life and, um, you know, the different elements of my business and that kind of thing. And I make sure that I set my time up so that those things, A, occur at all and B, occur at a time that works for me. Um, and I'm obviously in a in a fortunate position that I run my own business. So my you know a, a big chunk of my time is my own. Um, uh, but you know I am also building a business. So there's like you know it's not like I can just go oh I'm gonna you know have four weeks leave and get paid for it and all that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, so I, I start off, you know, that is a system that works really well for me. And I've actually, I've got a download, Kylie, I can share the link with you for that, like that the listeners can download that winning week template. And that is just where, yeah, you, you kind of map out what your winning week would look like. So that is a great place to start. It's like, okay, if I want to make these changes, um, I have to make the space and time to actually do it. Um, So that's a great point to start. And then there are a whole host of other things that I do. I mean, I could talk, you know, we could talk for two hours about um, the different things that I I do um, in business and life, but um, other things that, that, that um, work really well on the household front, I guess, is um, doing anything, any system that reduces decision-making for me because the less decisions that I have to make are just about like the kind of mundane stuff like what are we going to have for dinner what are the kids going to have in their lunch boxes? All of that. If I can, if like I systemize the bejesus out of that, because I don't want to think about it. I want to save my brain space for like the, the good stuff, the juicy stuff the you know, the stuff that really lights me up. Making lunches and dinners does not light me up. But for some people, they, they, they live for that stuff. So, um, you know, things like meal plans and, and, you know, automated shopping lists and all of that sort of thing and, and just really limiting the number of decisions that I make. So, um, you know, that's why, like, going to Aldi, for example, is a great place to sh- because there is, like, one type of, you know, product of everything so yes that's why it's so quick unless you go through that middle aisle at Aldi but um the special aisle yes exactly that's that's something that I speak about in surviving separation it's the decision fatigue the analysis paralysis Mm. and the mental toll it takes on you to continually make these little sometimes seemingly insignificant decisions I think it's something like the average person makes 35,000 decisions a day so I am so on board with with those systems in terms of streamlining your grocery shop, streamlining the day that you do your groceries, the day that you wash your sheets. Um, also things like automating bill payments. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of some other ones that I speak about. Oh, even your clothes, like just going yep. through your wardrobe and getting rid of stuff that you don't feel good in. Yep. Having was- less, less clothes to choose from, but all outfits that you love, yeah. that makes life better. 
It does. Absolutely. There's so, I mean, there's so many things and I think it is, it all comes down to like living in a sort of friction-free way. And that's another thing that I do. Um, I do this once a quarter is that I just, I go through my life and just go, okay, where is there friction? Like what is even little things like, you know, when you get like a new, um, a new credit card and Google and your phone and everything like remembers your old, old one. credit card details. So you're constantly overriding and you're re-inputting numbers and things like that. Now, like it just little stuff like go in, delete that information and replace it with the new credit card like just little stuff like that that every time and it might you know when you're in the moment it might only be like a couple of minutes to actually type in the credit card details but for me it's like oh god I've got to go and find my purse and where's the credit card and what's the what's the you know security number and all of that stuff just you know and that's just one thing there are like hundreds of those things in our lives so look for where the friction is in your life and you know allocate a bit of time to removing that friction i could not agree more those little things are real barriers for me sometimes um and they do they as little as they are and as first world as they are they yeah. add friction to your life and i often say like if you can reduce the dis-ease, yes. it improves yes. your life overall. So I love that, reducing friction. Now, mm. I know that you have so many more tips and you have an incredible podcast that our listeners can jump over, click subscribe on and tune into where you go more in depth with systems, not just in business, but in life as well. Where yeah. can our listeners find you? So um, so you can find everything, Michelle, at michellebroadbent.com.au. My podcast is called Your Business Boost and that comes out every week and I share tips uh, on there that will boost not just your business but also your life. So you don't have to be a business owner to get something out of it and especially at this time of year, actually, a lot more of the content is around boosting your life because, um, you know, practicing what I preach, I'm encouraging people to really switch off over the summer. So instead of, you know, filling people's heads with business strategy, there's a whole lot of life boost episodes coming up. So yeah, um, you can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts. Amazing. I will make sure we have all of those links in our show notes as well. So people can find you very easily, but I'm just very, like very grateful for your time today. And I know that after we finish chatting, I have some reflecting to do on friction and what it is that I want more of for next year. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Kylie.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 